I noticed one day I had like five or six client calls in a row and I taught the exact same thing to all five clients. I'm like, oh my God, I said the same things for five or six hours. When you can realize that your intellectual property is more important than your handholding, write that down, everybody. Your intellectual property, your process, your your framework, your methodology is more important than the handholding that you do with your clients. That's when everything changes. Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. Fabienne Fredrickson is a beloved mentor to thousands of women in business. As the founder of the Leveraged Business Program, Fabienne has reverse engineered how she scaled her business to several million annually while remaining powerfully feminine. Her book, The Leveraged Business, How You Can Go From Overwhelmed at Six Figures to Seven Figures and Get Your Life Back, is the definitive roadmap showing women how to increase their income and impact with heart. In this conversation, we chat all about bringing your authentic self into your business and how to leverage that authenticity to scale. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I would love for the audience to know how you started this journey. Yeah, I just want to start the story with the end. I'm not saying this for any other reason other than like, I never thought I would end up here. I literally never thought. So multiple seven figures a year for 14 years, 14 to 16 weeks of vacation a year. I'd plug a lot of time with my kids and my husband. So reverse engineer, like, let's go back to the beginning. I was in corporate. I was living a soul fucking existence. I had gotten what I thought was my great job, like my best job. I was selling ad space for Food and Wine magazine. Like, I'm a huge foodie. And I was like, oh my God, this is not at all where I want to spend the rest of my life. I took a, the great leap of faith and I left corporate. And I opened up my own nutrition practice out of my baby, tiny, like 300 square foot apartment in Midtown Manhattan. So this was 21 years ago. I know that sounds like a long time ago, but even back then, the rent was 1400 a month. This is like insane. I didn't have enough clients. I wasn't making enough to pay for my rent, let alone, you know, all the things. And I was floating my life and my business on credit cards. And the credit card companies started calling. And like, <laughs> not answering the phone. And, um, and I had some clients, they were getting great results. They were really appreciating. But I had like four clients that wasn't going to pay the bill long long-term. And I called my dad in the middle of the night and I said, I'm, I don't know what to do because I can't go back. I'm unemployable now. I just can't, but I'm not making money. And uh, in his philosophical way, he said, Fabian, is there, if there's anything that I know about you, that when you want something and you want it badly enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And you're not going to be too proud. You're going to hustle. 
And I said, yeah. And so he said, go figure out how to get clients. And I was like, oh, yeah. Somebody might say like, duh. For me, it was like, all right. All, all roads lead to a full practice. I got to get good at client attraction. Long story, hopefully not too long. I tried a whole bunch of things that were free at the time because that's all I could afford. And I, I, I noticed that there were some things that worked. But I would put it into this imaginary, this works box so I can do it again. But there was a whole bunch of stuff that didn't work. Either people were teaching things that were too masculine for me, like, you know, cut through sales, marketing, networking that just was like too formulaic, all this stuff. I'm like, this is not working. I need a more feminine approach. Otherwise, I am not being myself. And I ended up creating a client attraction system for myself. Something that felt honest, true, that I didn't have to become, I didn't have to put this masculine mask on. Hey, listen, I love men. I love the masculine. Love it all day long, okay? But I don't want to be masculine. And, and I ended up filling my practice from that moment forward after I created my little client attraction system for myself within eight months. Other people started asking, including my clients, my nutrition clients at the time, how did you do that? And then I'd say, oh, you know, come on, we'll have tea. I'll, I'll teach you do this, this, and this. And they'd get clients and they would talk again, do this, this, and this. This is what I did. And they said, I want to hire you to teach me your client attraction system. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just, I teach nutrition. But I started getting really tired, Mickey, of teaching people how to make brown rice so it doesn't stick to the pan and have, listen, I love tofu, but I, it wasn't my thing to teach people how to make it taste good. I stopped doing that. I opened up a business coaching practice and I'll skip forward to when I, I'm now married to the same guy I'm married to now, 20 plus years. And we have a baby and he says, uh, can we talk about you not signing up any more clients? We never see you. Mm. And I'm thinking, I know I'm made for more. I was making about 10K a month consistently. I see other people making 20K, 50K, 100K a month. I'm like, what about me? And what I didn't realize is that what got you here what got me here wasn't going to get me there. So this whole idea of doing everything myself and not following like a process to do less better was keeping me stuck and dependent on clients. And so I created a, a formula. It's in my book, The Leveraged Business. And it shows you, it doesn't matter if, if a person who's listening to this is not yet at 10K a month consistently, the process will set you up. If you start hearing about it and start implement it, implementing it, will set you up to start making 10K a month consistently and then so. And little did I know, I, over the course of a, just a few years, I found myself in 2008 at a million a year in my business. A million 15,000 was the exact number. 
And I'm happy to share everything today about how I got there. That's a, a, the whole, of the, all the eight steps are in, in my book, but you can ask me anything. And what I realized is there are a lot of people who think, well, one, I'll never get to a million. Two, I certainly can't do that with little kids at home. I had two little kids at home. And in 2009, I became pregnant with my third. I had another baby and then the business multiplied. And what I realized is there are too many women who are acting in a masculine way to be rewarded in society because they think that's the way you grow a business. But I have been beating the drum for just as long that you get to, it is possible for a woman to make that much, even if you don't want to make that much, you could make 250 a year and have so much time off. You can make a half a million a year and have so much time off and create impact and change people's lives and um, have a ridiculously high quality of life. And so this is what I've been teaching tens of thousands of women. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Tens of thousands of women for all this time. I want to start by saying how much I appreciate meeting people who leverage their authenticity in their business who show up as themselves and own that person and make that the business model. But the thing that I love most about your example is a lot of t people I've seen do this end up trading time for money because they the business is dependent upon them because they are yeah. the business. You are your business, but your business doesn't run you. And I love that example because so many of us are striving to find that path from being the business and being run by our business to having a business that works for us. You mentioned that what we do to get our first few clients or to get to that first level isn't necessarily what we do moving forward. And like cognitively, I know that. I'm like, yeah, of course, the way that I hustled to get those first 10 clients is not the way that I scale. But we end up in these patterns where we go back to the tried and true, but it worked. So I'm going to do it again. And we end up trading our time. And so I would love to know those first few steps you took to start leveraging your time better and moving into that next phase. Well, I think you just hit on it. There's a several things and all of them are described in the leveraged business book. How You can go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures with your life back. The first thing is I realized that there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire. Even if you don't, like, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, this is so out of my reality. I just want to make 35K a year. I get that. There are things that you do in your business that produce results, like real results. The Pareto principle. The Pareto principle is the 80-20 rule, where 20% of the marketing activities, and you're a marketing expert, right? So marketing activities um, produce 80% of your results. 20%, let's just like focus on that. 20% of the things that you're doing produce 80% of your results. But then you've got 80% of the things you're doing that are producing like 20% of the results at best. So just being able to get clear on uh, what am I, how am I using my time? So one of the chapters is leverage your time. What if I was able to recognize which activities are giving back 20% uh, of results versus which activities are bringing back 80% of results? Stop doing the 20%, double down, triple down, quadruple down 
on the activities that bring 80% of results. This is one of the things we teach. One of the first things we teach in our program is like, stop doing this, start doing that. And by the way, it's not the same for everybody. Everybody's wired differently. We give our members assessments so that they can understand how they're wired to take the actions that will produce the 80%. So first, there's that. And once you understand that, you can then also look at where are the things that you are, how do I say this politely? There are things that everybody does that is a misuse of the time. They feel they should. Especially in the U.S., we are told to have a well-rounded education, to get really good at the things we're not good at. And I don't believe in that. I think that we should strengthen our strengths and delegate our weaknesses. And so this also leads to leveraging your time even further by leveraging a team. Mm. Chapter one of the book, leverage your team. All the things that you're doing that you are, you can do, but frankly, somebody can do better. And the things that you do that you hate and you're terrible at it, but you feel like you're just supposed to, especially because in the beginning you didn't have much money. You had more time than money. So you did it yourself. If you were to give up that, those things and give them to a team that would even just like a, a part-time five hours a week, five hours a month person, you can give back, you can gain back all those hours to then focus on the 80 percent results by 20 percent so leveraging your time leveraging your marketing activities to only focus on what really works based on how you're really wired and leveraging a team once you have those things in place what happens Mickey is you have all this time and you have all this strategy meaning I need to work on this rather than that and you can end up working so much less in your business. I call it do less better, mm -hmm. the ultimate leverage, right? So that means that your work doesn't spill over into the evenings. You don't put the kids in the bathtub with a little tiny bit of water and sit on the closed toilet with your laptop and say, one more email and mommy will be right there. You don't have to do that because you are working less. You're delegating more. You're not working on evenings, on weekends, finally, we're able to go away on vacations. But even a few years ago, there are women who wouldn't go on vacation or at least not without their laptop and say, well, you know, isn't it great? Like I can bring my laptop to the beach, but then the kids are asking you to build sandcastles with them and help them with their floaties. And you're like, oh, what more thing? I'm going to be on the conference call, right? So all of those things don't have to happen anymore because you've leveraged your time. You've leveraged your team. And once you have a team in place, you can leverage your business model. And the way you leverage your business model is to go from one to one to one to many. Mm. And the way to do that is to leverage your intellectual property. That's what got me to 10K a month consistently. The moment you said it, that word should, I felt a weight on my shoulders. And I, I can guarantee others felt that way too. Because should is a dangerous word. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of us get caught up in the shoulds, both guilt-ridden because we're not with our family, but also guilt-ridden because we love our business and love our job and want to find a way that we can do both. But it almost feels like society has set us up to not do that. I'd love to ask you about how you overcame the word should and whether or not you even still feel anything when that word is spoken. Really rarely respond to should. And I've been at this for a while. And I'm a bit of a rebel. <laughs> I love it. Right? So <laughs> I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, with whom, when. I want to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. And yes, I could be making well into the eight figures, but I've chosen to live a ridiculously high quality of life while being very close to hundreds of my clients. Like I found, I've leveraged the system so that they're never more than six days away from me, usually, except when we take vacations, right? They and I, they are fully supported in all of that. But I don't feel like I should do anything just because somebody says that I need four Lamborghinis. That's not my value. So... It goes back to, and people ask me all the time, why did you name your company Bold Heart? And I said, for several reasons. The first one is to overcome shooting all over yourself, right? Yes. The thing is that I really believe in taking your ear to your heart and listening hard. The things you are passionate about are not random. They are your values. We have been socialized, meant to, to not listen to the things we are passionate about, not really give value to our value. I value freedom. I value being a catalyst and my freedom at the same level. I value connection and love, even with my clients. And I started thinking, if I value being a catalyst, and freedom at the same time, why do I have to do it like other people? Why do I have to be chained to a business model, to a way to market, to a way to sell, to a way to be with my team, to a way to do business that doesn't align with my values? So I took my ear to my heart and I listened hard. And then the bold piece is about being unapologetic about boldly going after what you want. And I'll tell you this, it didn't always make sense to others, but in my heart of hearts, I'd already bridged the where I was to where I wanted to be in my heart, in my soul. And so whatever, you know, people on the outside would say, you should not do that. And I'm thinking, you, you underestimate me. I have mapped this out strategically in so many ways. And so when we say, oh, but I should do this and I should do that, just remember me and bold heart. Remember, put your ear to your heart and listen hard. What will make me happy? Literally, nobody talks about happiness in business. Yes, I'm talking about getting to seven figures, but with your life back. Uh, 
what is it that will make you happy? And one of the things that I teach in the Leverage Your Lifestyle Activator for our clients who are on track to make multiple six and seven figures is you're all looking for the million dollar a year lifestyle. And honestly, 80% of it you can have now. It is a huge shocker. We played the billionaire game, the millionaire game. You know, let's let's map out what a million dollar or billion dollar business would look like if the caveat is that you still have to work, but you get to work on what you want, when you want, et cetera. And I have people write a hundred things down. I'm giving you a part of my program now. Um, um, I, I a hundred things down. Tell me what your life, your day, everything would look like. What does your home look like? What does your office look like if you have an office? Where do you live? How do you use every minute of the day? What do you eat? Everything that they say is something they can have now, but they're waiting. They should do it when they have a million dollar business. And I'll tell you this, when you give yourself permission, because the permission train isn't coming, you have to give yourself permission to live it that way now. So when you can leverage your team, time, systems, business model, intellectual property, and you can leverage your lifestyle, the things you're passionate about, your downtime, more time to be blissed out. For me, that's an ideal life. And I don't think that many people, I mean, other than the people who are working with us, right? Not that many people are aware enough to think, no judgment, are open enough or have been exposed to them this enough to think that they can actually have it all. Not have it all the four Lamborghinis, but have it all, whatever all means to you. For me, I'm, my husband and I moved to Paris with our three kids. This was part of having it all, which bought a house in Provence. Again, I am not saying this for any other reason that I listened hard to my heart. And this is what I wanted. I gave up a lot of things because I realized that was somebody else's should. Mm. I didn't need all that extra stuff. What I wanted was a really high quality of life. Somebody else may just want to travel around the world single. Maybe somebody wants to live in a, in a treehouse in in Costa Rica, maybe making a million, maybe not. Somebody else may just want to stay in Columbus, Ohio, but have the time to go teach Sunday school and be with their four or five kids. There is no reason to should on yourself. Mm. I know that leveraging your uniqueness, your personality, but also your femininity is one of the ways that you started to grow your business and market your business. And we're not taught a lot of feminine tactics or even just how to embrace our own femininity. It's normally cover yourself up, <laughs> right? Hide. Uh, and I would love to know how you tapped into your femininity to start both growing your business and attracting new clients. So I'll start with the the opposite, which was I was following whatever was being taught. Mm -hmm. And it was you sell in a certain way, you market in a certain way, you go for the jugular, get them to say yes seven times, all that jazz. It never made me feel comfortable. I remember back even back in my nutrition days, 
oh, talk about all the things. And then when it was time, they'd say, you know, tell me more about your program. I was like, I never heard it. And it, it never felt right. It never felt natural, intuitive, me. I was in all the, what I'll call the bro mastermind. Everybody you can think of, I've probably been in their mastermind. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves and say that over the last 5,000 plus years, everything masculine in our society is rewarded. And that means if you, and so I'm just going to talk about energy. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about male, female. I'm not going to talk about gender because there are some people who are more masculine and feminine, whatever their gender. I'm just going to talk about energy. So feminine energy, masculine energy, think about it like yin and yang. Yin energy is an energy of doing, action. It's a solo energy. It's a movement energy. It's a go, 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 busy. That is what's rewarded in our society. If somebody's sitting, sometimes we think of them as lazy or sometimes we get rewarded. I have an old neighbor whom I love, but she said, and she had this perception that I was so busy. She's like, you're so busy all the time. And that was supposed to be a compliment. The, The feminine energy conversely, so this is a pushing energy, right? And the feminine energy is an energy of being. Mm. It's an energy of attracting versus pushing. It's a feminine energy of allowing, intuiting, nurturing, collaboration, love. It's a dark energy. And I don't mean like dark, like bad, where the masculine energy is the sun, this is a rest energy. Just think about how our bodies are different. That's all I'll know with that. But there's, and so I realized that there is an imbalance, masculine energy, at least in business. I don't really have to tell too many women who've been in corporate <laughs> yeah. that there is that. But if you think about the way that nature works, so right here outside my window, you see a big tree, big uh, plane tree. If we were to no longer have nighttime and just sun 24 hours a day, 365, what would happen to that tree or any vegetation, vegetables, fruits? They would fry in the sun. Conversely, if it was always nighttime, feminine energy, there would be no sun to grow anything. And we would have no trees, no vegetation, fruits, whatever. And I realized that for everything that works in nature is a combination of yin and yang, masculine and feminine energy, everything. And if there are parts of our world that feel out of balance, it's because there's too much of one energy. Mm. Naturally, when we think about this, we're like, oh, yes. So whether or not you can do something about the outside world, you can do something about your inside world. You can do something about your business. And if you can have a combination of intuiting and pulling in and being energy just as much as push, go, act, hustle, make happen, you'll notice that you get the benefits of both. 
the hustle. So I call it pray and move your feet. The pray, I'm not saying like pray, like walk into a church or whatever, but but intend, use the subconscious mind, your beliefs, uh, your intentions, your visions, your attraction factors. There's the pray, right? This is it. And then move your feet. Let's make it happen. You're not going to sit on your sofa and go, bring me the money, but I won't get up and do anything. <laughs> you're going to go and you're going to market. You're going to write that copy. You're going to launch that thing. You're going to go to that networking group. You're going to step up on that stage. You're going to do that podcast, that webinar, that thing. But I see too many people go erroneously into the overdoing. And I can't tell you how many women come to me and they're making 125, 150. And they're like, yeah, I'm done. You're making 150,000 a year and you're done. You're going to cash out. Like you're going to not even cash out. You're just going to close your business. I can't keep up this pace of working more in my own business than I would ever agree to work for somebody else, get paid less. And just feel completely burnt out. And I said, yeah, well, you're just working on fumes. You're just doing the masculine energy thing. And I'll say, give me a chance. Let me show you how to do it with feminine energy too. And where we start implementing the money magnetism, the authenticity, the being surrounded by a community of other dozens, if not hundreds of women. And when you're in that community, and you start, I call it the popcorn effect. When you start seeing there's a woman that got to a million, you're like, whoa, where does that mean? I know that's why we're supposed to be here, but it actually just happened. <laughs> and not every pops, not every, everybody pops at the same time. Pop. This one gets to 10K a month for the first time. Pop, 50K, pop, 75. And you're in this community of women. You're like, oh my God. And it's a culture of a rising tide lifts all boats and there's no competition. It's like that nurturing collaboration, take care of each other. It's like we're playing a game, like playing Monopoly, but instead of having one person win, we want all of us to win. When a woman in business is in that type of energy and there's instruction and strategy for the hustle as well. She's not depleted. She takes the downtime. When she learns how to schedule feminine and masculine energy throughout the day, time <laughs> to say um, to the world, stop, I'm, I'm going to be right here. I'm giving my kids a bath and I'm going to be present. She has time to take Fridays as her spa day without feeling guilty. She has time to go make the cookies or drive the the whatever, or go for a walk with her friends, or go paint, knowing that an oil lamp that gets fed can shine. But if we're going on masculine energy all the time, that oil lamp, there's nothing left to shine. And that's why a lot of these women will say, I can't, I'm thrown in the towel. And I'll say, you're in the top 5% of business owners of all the world and of out of just women, like you're probably in the point one percent. Don't throw in the towel. Just follow the leverage process. And that's how they multiply very quickly, usually within three 
three years, three to five years. I know it sounds like a long time, but most people by then would have thrown, you can get, a, you can get to a million within three to five years. You just need the right recipe and the, be in the right kitchen with the right mentors, right chefs. It feels really easy for me to conceptualize what masculine energy is when it comes to doing and working in my business, even in marketing, right? It's the FOMO campaigns, the launch campaigns, the doing. But when I think of the feminine energy and the way that I would use that in my business, it almost feels like inaction, like, um, <laughs> right? Like it's very hard to comprehend what that could look like for someone like me who does everything. I'm a doer, but I also know that I do have a lot of feminine energy to bring to the table. I just don't know where to put it or how to start even tapping into it. If you were to give one piece of advice or one way to start, one thing to do or maybe stop doing, what would that be? Yeah, understand how the world really works. Oh. We have been told that the world gives you results simply by your actions. But your actions come, I'm going to go like into, I'm just going to go to what going with you. Go. Let's go. Yeah. This is the thing that I teach that creates, like our clients have collectively made tens of millions of dollars a year mm. collectively. Okay. And it's because they do the masculine and the feminine. So the masculine is very easy. It's the strategy. It's the lunges. It's the copy. It's the, all the things that you're really good at. Where they miss is that they're working too hard. It's like this hard working ethic. I don't get results from not working hard, but working hard means usually one-to-one hand-holding and it's this whole, if I don't work, I don't get paid. Stop. Let's go to how the world really works is what you're, what you believe and what you expect and what your self-image is, meaning how you see yourself in the theater of your mind, how you think about, I'm going to use a triggering word, rich, right? Rich and successful people. All of the beliefs, all the subconscious programming is what actually gets you to take action. I'll say this. Yeah. The opposite of doing is being. Mm. And one of the things that I teach all of our women entrepreneurs is that you've got to be the thing first. Now, I know people are like, be, do, have, but most people don't understand what that actually means. Yeah. The be part is to be worthy of it. I'm bringing that word back. Be worthy of it. Be deserving of it. Be vibrationally in alignment with the thing that you say that you want. I don't know this is going to sound woo-woo until you get to a million and you tell me it doesn't work, right? So <laughs> let's go woo-woo for a while and actually, let's not call it woo-woo. Let's call it, it's like the way the world actually works. So if you look at science, if you look at metaphysics, quantum physics, hey, if you don't just want to call it the law of attraction, everything states that... Like attracts like. What you put your attention on repeatedly is what you attract. So you can go and do all your stuff over here. And you and I know plenty of people who are marketing until they're blue in the face. They cannot create results. So I'm not saying that strategy and action don't work. They do. You need them. But that can't be the only thing. If you don't think you're worthy of 10K a month, 
If you don't believe that your clients will ever get results if you're not there holding their hand the whole way, if you don't believe that you can have 300 clients, if you don't believe that you can make a half a million with 14 to 16 weeks, all that inner stuff, mate, we got to work on the being deserving of it, being worthy of it, being the person first, because the person you are now, whether I'm talking to you or somebody who is listening, the person you are now on the inside is not the person who will reach your next big goal. I know that's hard to hear, but it's the same thing for me, right? So one of the things that we do in the Bold Heart Business Program is we create, I put people on the Fabian stretcher, okay? And I go, three to five years, where do you want to be if nothing is not available to you? If you were to flip through the catalog of experiences of life, what do you want to choose? Okay. And then we investigate all the reasons why they think they can't have it. I don't believe I can, or I'm afraid they will criticize me. I'm afraid of the trolls. I'm afraid of whatever. I'm afraid of taxes, of all the things. And that's where we get to work on your being receiving, allowing. Yeah. When you have all of that, so if you ever go to boldheart.com, you'll see that we have a mindset first methodology. I can give you the whole formula for a million. In fact, it's in the book. I can give you the whole script on how to close the sale 90 six percent of the time i can give you the whole thing 23 steps to an intro evening talk that sells the whole formula all the formulas it won't work unless yeah you see yourself as that person who closes from the stage you see yourself as the person who can make that and so i don't i don't give anybody the formula until we addressed the mindset so tomorrow I'm teaching all my folks, all my lovely ladies who are on track to get to 10K a month. I am teaching them how to get there. But first, we're going to work on the mindset first. I'm going to say, what are the fears? What are the beliefs when I tell you we're going to do this? And I'm not going to teach them the formula until we clear all that subconscious stuff because that's the being. And then we go into action. First that, then that. And any program, if somebody's listening here, any if you've ever been in a coaching program, or if you've ever been, you read a book, or if you've ever whatever, and it didn't work, it's because they just told you the strategy. They just gave you the masculine energy. It's not going to work unless you have the feminine energy of being as well. Yeah. So tell me if I'm right. So this is the way that I've interpreted it into my own words. It yeah. sounds like the masculine energy is the stuff we do outside of ourselves. Exactly. Whereas the feminine is the stuff or the being within ourselves. Yes. I got it. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you will not create new results unless your being shifts. Mm. So anything that hasn't worked in the past and, you're, and you may have said to yourself, oh, maybe that's not for me. That's not true. You just haven't worked on being in alignment, in vibrational energy, in vibrational alignment with the thing. You just 
ha- you haven't set yourself up to be receptive to, right? The, the feminine energy is receiving energy. And if you can't receive, you won't get it. You see people doing it all the time. Women who sabotage themselves all the time. Now I see it. You know, I've seen it for like 20 years. Up. Yep. Yep. I just talked to a, a woman the other day. She's like, oh, no, no, no. But I don't know. I won't have it. I'm like, okay, whatever you want. Give you 15 minutes and I'll turn this around. And then you can receive. You can become. Be. You can become the person who will be receptive and stop sabotaging all the things that you said that you want to attract in you. It's funny because I can picture myself, like my past self even, and recognize those moments where I had the opportunity shift, but I didn't. And the results showed. And then those times when I did make the shift and being able to see that connection is is really profound. Everybody does. There's not a single human, and there's no shame in this. It's just an awareness thing. If we don't understand, it's like, again, if I give you if I give you the board game Monopoly or any board game, shoots and ladders or whatever, but I don't give you the instructions and nobody can tell you how to play, you're like, okay, and what do I do with the little red houses? What do I do with this jail thing? Monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know how to, but once you get the instructions to the game of life and the instructions to how to get to 10K a month or 100K a month, when you have both, there's nothing you can do. And then when you have a community of other women who say, I've got your back, pop, 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 pop. This, the women need oxytocin too. This is the thing that you don't get um, in a lot of the other groups is that um, we, we, we thrive when we can talk with other women. We thrive when we can share. When, when the bonding hormone oxytocin the one that we get from birth or nursing or just a hug with somebody that feeds us and gives us the confidence to go working on the thing that we want. And when we've got dozens of people behind us saying, I see you, go for it. There's nothing you can't do. When that woman has that, there's nothing she can't do. It's almost like sometimes we have the belief in ourselves, but we're lacking that that community, those people who truly believe in us and see us for who we are. And then sometimes it's the opposite, where you have people on the outside rooting for you, but you don't have it inside. And it like now I can so visually picture how important it is to have both, to have yeah. that belief in yourself, but also have those people who are on your team who've got your back. Admit that something doesn't go well. Somebody's trying to talk us out of our dreams. Now we know we're unemployable. We know we cannot go back and work for somebody else. And it's almost as if, if you know, the crab analogy, the, the crabs in the bucket, like the minute you try to crawl out and all the crabs bring you down. Mm-hmm. This is why I believe that we need to be in intentional community versus convenient or accidental communities. The intentional community is where you as a woman, as an ambitious, healthy ambition, um, need to be around other because it's like, go, go. Oh, wow. And, and how did you do that? Can you share the script for that? Look, here's the book I read. Oh my God, listen to this audible. 
oh, wow, wow. Did you see this Abraham? And you're all sharing stuff versus a community is like, oh, you know, maybe you should just stay home with the kids. Yeah. The phrase that I hear the most is always, I just don't know how you do it all. And it has this trigger. It's like, <laughs> because I'm not doing it all. And so it makes me immediately question like, but I'm not doing it all. I should be doing it all. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's but, exactly that. But other women in business are not saying that. Yeah. They're, they know that it's never a hundred percent. Listen, I, I, I teach the whole gamut. I'm, te- I, I'm even teaching women who make a lot more. And all I know is that there's never a point at which it's 100% great. People are like, oh, when I get to a million, and you would have, it'll be great. No, you still have problems. You'll have a teenager who talks back to you or a, a team member who leaves or whatever it is. And a person who's using Brene Brown's words, when they're in the arena with you, they do not criticize you. Mm. They will champion you. They will put the mirror up to you so you can see. And they will give you a soft place to land when you need it most, but not for too long. Because then they'll tell you, dust yourself off yeah. try again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah. We need that. And what I have found, conversely, is that isolation breeds self-doubt. There's two days from the time you have an idea. If you don't take action, the likelihood is within 48 hours, it's called the law of diminishing intent. You'll never do it. And when we are sitting at our desk, whether that desk is in the extra bedroom at an office space or the kitchen table. And we have this divine download or this idea or we read and or somebody said something. We're like, oh my God, maybe, maybe I could do this. If you're not in a community of other well-wishing, loving women who want your success as much as you want theirs or yours, you will likely talk yourself out of it within 48 hours. The masculine energy is not like that. It's a solo energy. It's a go, 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 go energy. When you can verbalize your idea to dozens of other women who are also on track to 50K, 100K a month, and you say, this is my idea, who's going to hold me accountable? Who's going to show up with me every day? Who's going to show, how, how, how can we do this together? How can you keep me on it? Unless you have that within the first 48 hours, I don't need to say the rest of the sentence because you know the answer. Most of the time, and at least for me, when I come up with an idea, the immediate question is, who thinks this is a good idea? But I like that you changed that and you come to the table with those supportive women. And instead of asking whether or not you have a good idea, you're asking for people to hold you accountable to doing it because you trust yourself when you're with other women like that. I can tell you a story about Molly um, who showed up uh, she's been in the program for two years. She showed up a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, it was more like four weeks ago. Um, and she said, yeah, so I just invested in this big thing. So cash flow is low. I was like, Molly, let's let's go. Let's focus on money magnetism 
And I, there's this program within my program they get for free. And I'm like, go ahead, Molly, go do the Money Magnet Club. And she's like, yeah. And by the way, who's going to, who wants to do it with me? I'm like, yeah, everybody, come on. Let's, let's start a thing. Let's start a Zoom. Four or five weeks later, Molly, this short period of time, she made 120000 Go Molly. Said, yeah. Go Molly. She, yeah. she wouldn't, she said, nope, I wouldn't have done it on my own. Nope, 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 nope. Wouldn't have pulled, held myself accountable. Wouldn't have done it. It's just the power of the community. You know, for most of us, I, I'm not going to go to the gym or for a walk by myself, but I'll go with you. Can we chat? Let's go together. I won't read that book, but if, if I'm in a book club with you, I might. It's so easy to jump into the business models and the scale models and the tactics. But I think more than ever, we need to be reminded that it's not necessarily always about the doing, the tactics, the things, but it's about us showing up as that. Where most people fall short. They think it's all about the doing and not about the being. Amazing. Fabien, for the amazing people who are listening, who want to connect with you and learn more, where can they find you? Oh, uh, well, you can go to boldheart.com. At boldheart.com, you can get my book. The Leveraged Business, yes. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, must read. Whether you're at 10K yet a month or not, must read. That's available on the homepage. You can also get it on Amazon, but you get all the bonuses and goodies when you go to boldheart.com. You can follow me on all the things that I am boldheart. And I'll say this. If you're interested in the conversation about feminine, there is a mini documentary, nine minutes, on boldheart.com forward slash programs that for most women who have healthy ambition but have felt alone and have felt uh, isolated and have self-doubted in that brought tears to their eyes and gave them immense confidence. So go watch the Boldheart um, mini documentary on the programs page of the website. I will link it in the description. Oh my goodness, what an incredible conversation. And thank you so, so much. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at hustlelessprofitmorepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.